It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is A's Cast Live, your comprehensive look at the Oakland Athletics. And the pitch is swung on, hit the right field, hit deep. Whitefield going back at the track over his head and over the wall. Do you believe that? And 29 other MLB clubs. Ramirez with a drive to deep right. Away back. Goal. Go hey! It's a bomb out there by the Rocks. And boy, oh boy, this third inning is now showtime. It is a judgy in blast. All rise. Here comes the judge. Join us as we take you inside the baseball universe. From humidors to spin rates to game-changing moments, we have you covered. Spend your afternoon with us next from the town, only on A's Cast Live. Here's Chris Townsend. Well, a happy Tuesday to everybody. Wow, we just had a three-day weekend. Back in action today. Athletics baseball coming your way here in a couple hours. Of course, all the talk in our game is about tonight. It's the matchup everybody, not the matchup everybody wanted. It's the matchup most people wanted. The United States against Japan. The two baseball powers going after it. You got the American Stars against a Japanese team. That really is a team. They've played a lot together. They're built for this. They're the defending champs. Going to be really interesting. What time Mike Farron will be calling the play-by-play tonight, our buddy Mike Farron from uh, SiriusXM. He's going to be here at 1145. He's calling the play-by-play. What time does it all go down? The game starts at 4, 4 our time, 7 Eastern. From Miami? From Miami. Lone Depot Stadium, I think it's called now. You just got to hope these Japanese players were not all out partying last night on South Beach. These are pros. They got money. Were they clubbing last night on a Sunday night after their walk-off? I'm going to go with maybe, probably not. I'm saying they were. I don't think Otani I, is a big partier. I think you got to look out. What was happening last night on South Beach? What was Mike Farron doing last night on South Beach? So we'll find out at 1145. Wayne Rondazzo, Rondazzo, right? Yeah. Former former Mets broadcaster, now the TV voice of the Angels, as we're going to preview the AL West the rest of the week. Season's almost here, so we might as well get our division out of the way. Wayne Rondazzo will join us coming up here at noon, and then Johnny D at 1230. We got to make him laugh. How long has he been doing this for them? Uh, Who? Wayne? Yeah. This is his first year. Yeah, because I was about to say, you had what's-his-name, uh, who had been doing it, the guy whose dad was the famous actor. He was a Fox Sports guy from down there. They had a bunch of guys. They they had kind of a dilemma on what they were yep. going to do with their play-by-play. I mean, Matty V was doing it. Matty V. Is Matty V out? I don't, I don't think he's doing it anymore. I think he's just strictly doing MLB Network stuff. Remember, he's not Sunday Night Baseball anymore either. So we get to hear about how the Angels will have a shot once again because <laughs> we haven't been riding that wave for years. Um, you know, before we get it, the World Baseball Classic tonight's game couldn't have come at a better time, right? You don't have any competition. You don't have the tournament to go up against. 
it really works out perfect. And we'll be getting into that with, with, with Mike Farron. I want to get into some A's stuff before we do that. But it really is turning out to be a perfect time. You had last night. You had no competition. What was on last night up against it? Uh, Sports-wise, not much. Nothing, right? And then you got tonight wide open. I mean, unless you're going to look at some local NBA or hockey, you're taking center stage. This is exactly what you want. We already know certain places around the world, they're getting incredible numbers, incredible television numbers. And we'll see what this this should do. I mean – you have to think, if almost half of all television set, it sets in the country of Japan were on Italy-Japan, now that it's United States-Japan, and we're talking about, can Otani come out of the bullpen and face Mike Trout? Can that be the ending of the, you know, this Disney-type script that they're trying to write? I mean, the number is over in Asia for this game. I, I don't know what they'll be here. I gotta I have to assume they gotta be at least halfway decent. I gotta think there's gonna be some people watching, but over in Asia, you may be you may get over half of all televisions in the country of Japan watching this tonight. I mean that the, the number now I don't know. Once again, that's inside baseball. I don't know what Major League Baseball is able to do with this. I don't know what they're how they're able to monetize it. I mean, that's all stuff. You know, the the numbers have been leaking out. Well, what it tells you about numbers is when you're getting a lot of international numbers and you're not getting a lot of local numbers, to me that would tell you something that it's not it's not doing here what it's doing in other places. I mean, obviously it's great. It's great for the game. It's great for it's great for the pocketbook because you know they're making money. It's great for continuing to grow the game internationally. You know that we we went over the risks of players getting hurt versus the rewards of growing the game and making money. And the owners are always going to side on the side of what money, money. So and I don't know how the owners act. You can't tell me the owners of Major League Baseball are not capitalizing up. They wouldn't be putting this tournament on if they're losing money. There's no way. No way. Everybody's getting greased on this deal. So I, I, I'm really curious to see tonight what the number is in our country. We already know internationally in Asia will be huge. Um, now that the two, any of the Latin American teams are out, because I know Puerto Rico was getting good numbers. The Dominican was getting, but they're out. Are they going to continue to watch it? This game right here, if you had, you know, if you were looking at seeds like the college basketball tournament, this is the two ones. You got four ones, but there were two ones that everybody looked at and said, These are, this is the clash we want to see. This is, this is what we want to see. You're getting what you want. You're getting the two big boys to go up for it, one game for it all. It's game seven. But you can't manage like game seven. That will be maybe the only drawback. As you can write articles, you can do everything you want about, you know, Randy Johnson's warming up in the bullpen. Madison Bumgarner's warming up in the bullpen. Kurt Schilling's got a bloody sock, right? You can do all this kind of – they can't do that. 
So I'm not sure. You know, you, you may want Otani coming out of the pen at the end of the game. I, I, you know, I doubt the Angels in the end. I don't know. Maybe the Angels will be like, to hell with it. Let it go. We're losing them anyway. <laughs> Run them out there all game if you want. I don't care. I mean, but it could be. And then it may not be. And then if it's not, if it's like you don't get that, oh, my God, Otani came out and threw against Trout, and this was incredible. Like, that could make the tournament. Like, that one at-bat. If you had Shohei Otani come strutting out of the pen, and here's his teammate, Mike Trout. Mike Trout's one of the best players who have ever played the game. And if you go, what are you talking about? It's not because we like the rally monkey. It's just we've watched him play. We've watched him play more than anybody else. Mike Trout, if you look at the data, if you look with your eyes, is an all-time player. Now, Shohei clearly has the skill set of an all-time player and is doing things we'd never seen. I don't know how long he'll do it. That's kind of the mystery we will get into later on at some later point. How long does the pitching and hitching uh, – the pitching and hitting last I don't know but tonight you could have something magical if you did have six is is Otani six four or six five I think he's six four but we can we can how confirm. big is Shohei Otani he's a big dude confirm Otani is six four two ten according to baseball reference. six four comes strutting out comes up and he's throwing a hundo to 102, Mike Trout swinging out of his you-know-what. That could make this tournament. Now, I'm sure Mike Farron, and I don't know, I mean, Mike might ask us, hey, well, how are you guys feeling about the tournament? I will say this. Everybody I've talked to, and I've even used it on you, everybody goes, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with the tournament. And then I ask the question, do you want your guys playing it? Everybody says no. I'm cool with it as long as your team's playing it. Your stars are playing it. I want my guys taking two at-bats, putting them in bubble wrap, going home and get ready for the season. Take two at-bats, throw two, three innings, four innings, spring training, not high stress. Everybody, I haven't run into one friend of mine, and including you, who said, yeah, I want my guys in. I like it. And I like your guys in it. I just don't want my guys in it. Fair? Yeah, fair. I mean, you asked me, what was that, Friday? Yeah. You asked me Friday. I yeah. started asking this question. How do you feel about WBC? Cool. You want your guys in it? No, not a chance. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I guess. Like the A's right now? I would have no problem with our guys being in it. Like, yeah, that's great. Well, you know, because we're not in that position. But if, if, if we were in a position where we had a 400, 300 or 200 million dollar guy. No, I no, I, I I'm cool with him being at whole cam, taking a couple hacks and calling it a day. Yeah, I was going to say I'm a bad example when you ask about my guys because the two teams I root for the there's only one guy from each team that's playing. So yeah, I'm all for it. And that's by the way that that's something that I I also want to get into that uh it's it Johnny D struck this up in me i thought i don't know why i was thinking about this last night because i was i was thinking about talking about the world baseball classic and we got to get into some it's not a's news it's a's predictions really about the roster because we're, we're now at that time right um 
But I was thinking about because when we were talking to Johnny D and we were talking about MVPs and stuff like that and guys playing on bad teams, who was the guy that you mentioned? Hey, that guy won an MVP. The Hawk. And I was thinking about it. Most bad teams don't have a good player. Like, if you look at the A's last year, Seth Brown had an all right, had a pretty good year. I mean, we didn't have a we didn't have a we didn't have a great player. Pittsburgh, terrible last year. Yeah, Brian Reynolds wasn't very good either. They didn't have a great player. Yeah. Bobby Witt Jr. could be, but who's Kansas City got? Yeah, he had. I think he hit twenty homers and sold thirty bases. They still lost him as hundred games. But he wasn't a great player. Yeah, no, I'm saying like they still. Who's lost the Marlins? Marlins were terrible. Who's their great player? Uh, Sandy Alcantara. <laughs> not <laughs> non pitcher. <laughs> That's not for this discussion. No, uh, it's got to be. A, I'm talking about a non-pitcher. Jazz Chisholm, but he was hurt. So, yeah, there you go. And is he a great player? I don't think he's there yet. He's a good player. He's not great yet. That's what I'm saying. Like, Andre Dawson being the best player in the league on a bad team is so rare. It is so rare that you got guys. And, like, you could, like, bad teams normally don't have a guy who's had, had a great year. Like, I start thinking about this, how random that is. Think about, like... I mean, a great example would be Tony Gwynn. How many bad Padre teams he was on, and yet he could still hit 350, 360, 330 something and win the batting title. Kirby Puckett was a great player on some really bad Minnesota Twin teams. I mean, I'm talking about guys who have plaques in Cooperstown. I was just looking at the AL MVP. Just our MVPs over the last like 10 plus years. There's two guys that are out, none are even outliers. There's two guys. That have won the MVP on la- on a bad team. Wait, uh, let me guess. One's Trout. One's Trout, and okay. the other one is on a bad team. It was not last year. It was 2021. Otani. Otani. Yeah. See, <laughs> it's like it's like the guys were talking oh, about and Stanton when he won the MVP, but he hit 60 or 59 yeah. home runs. Now that's a true outlier because Stanton's not going to have a plaque in Cooperstown. But like, if you look at 18, Yelich and Betts, both teams are good. The Red Sox won the World Series. 19, Bellinger and Trout, which we mentioned Trout already. Bellinger, Dodgers were good. He was the MVP at 47 home runs. 2020, Freeman and Abreu, both playoff teams. Uh, 2021, Bryce Harper had a great year. Last year, Goldschmidt, Aaron Judge. Both teams are in the playoffs. The point is it's very rare to have somebody be great on a bad team. It's very rare. And it shows you how special that player is. Because bad teams normally don't have great players. And all the guys that we can think of who are great players on bad teams either have a plaque in Cooperstown or or are going to have a plaque. That's the best of the best. It's very rare. Very. Uh, so we'll get into WBC coming up here. And, yeah, if you could make this tournament, you could really, really – because to me, what you say, it's every three years – yeah, the next one's 2026. Every three years, once this thing's over, we get in the season. Hardly, I think, anyone's going to talk about it unless you have a moment. A moment can change everything. If you have a special moment, 6-4 Otani coming out of the bullpen, Mike Trout, or maybe Mike Trout, Mookie, it could make the tournament. It could make it really, really special and get everybody on board. Because if you go, well, everybody's on board, I need to see numbers from the U.S. I can give you numbers from Asia. I can give you numbers from Japan. Boom. They're killing it. But what are you doing here? 
it's also interesting. To, you know what time will be in Japan when the game starts? I don't expect you to know the exact uh, time. It'll be probably around 4 or 5 in the morning. Uh, close, 8 a.m. It's 3 there right now. 3, 3.15 the next day. They're in the future? They're in the future. It's, it, I believe it's Wednesday. I'll just I'll double-check my, my math because I remember when we talked to people in Korea and the KBO. I just remember trying to call my family when it would be yeah. like. Wednesday right now, Wednesday, March 22nd in Japan, 3.16 a.m. So five hours from now, it'd be, it'd be 8 o'clock. I remember being in the Tiki Bar. Uh, Trader Vic's at the famous Otani Hotel in Japan. This Otani? No, not that Otani. The the Otani Hotel that where they filmed part of Moonraker, the James oh. Bond movie. Most amazing hotel I've ever been. I've been into. I've been in a lot of hotels in my life. This is the most amazing hotel. They got like twenty eight restaurants in this hotel. That's how big it is. It dwarfs. Any Vegas casino. That's the first thing I thought it was a Vegas casino. It dwarfs <laughs> it. It had like 20, it has its own lagoon like a Vegas casino. Um, Trader Vic's, the Tiki Bar. I think the first ever Trader Vic's was in uh, Alameda. I was closing Trader Vic's down with A's legend and Hall of Famer Steve Vucinich. Steve Vucinich and I, Vuce, were kicking them back. I think Mickey was there. A bunch of people were there. And I remember coming out of the Tiki bar and having to call home as they were waking up. I was still <laughs> sucking down scorpion bowls at the. Uh, it was always hard to put when you put when you're on the road. I mean, it's a little tip from Uncle Townie here. You need to set yourself alarms when you're on the road, especially when you're in crazy different time zones. If you're in Europe, you're in Asia. Because once you go out at night, you lose track. You're having such a great time. You're in a foreign country. You're enjoying the wares of a different place. You lose track of when you have to call home. Set alarms for yourself. Because your wife, your, your kids, your girlfriend, your parents want to hear from you. So a little tip, like Cody does every day, for, and it disrupts our show because he's got to check in, check out, or whatever he's got to do. Set timers for yourself, because if you don't, trust me, if you're drinking sake in Japan, <laughs> you're not going to remember to call home. Is that a good tip of the day? Yeah, I agree. Set alarms, because once you start, when you're, you're, when you're, get the Dave Renetti, get Dave Renetti, the great Dave Renetti on the phone, that guy sucks down sake like it's water, and next thing you know, you're not calling home. And you I was going to say, if it's got to set alarms. I was going to say, if it's loud, how do you hear the alarm going off? Oh, it vibrates too. Oh, I forgot about that. I never, never, I never utilized that function on my phone. So I want to explain something about spring training. So I, I did. I was on my buddy's show. You guys remember Larry Kruger used to be on KNBR not too long ago. Now it's a great YouTube show. I went on there with him just talk baseball. It's funny when anybody says to me, "You want to talk, you know, NBA or NFL?" Nope, I'm out. I talk baseball and tell jokes. That's all I do now. Oh, you can talk wrestling? I can talk. Well, I can't talk modern day wrestling. <laughs> I can go back into the archives. Um, I, I want to explain something to everybody about spring training numbers. I want to. I want to explain to you what a spring training game is like. So, if you ever come to a game at Ho Ho Camp Park, or if you've been to a game at Ho Ho Camp, you'll know what it. You'll you'll understand this. Essentially, it's kind of like a high school baseball game. I bet you didn't think I was going to say that, did you? No. It's like a high school baseball game. So picture 
we're sitting there, ho-ho camp park. We just got done with our show, or maybe we're even doing our show. Down the right field line at ho-ho camp, the team's bus will pull up because the teams all do their drills, their workouts, their BP at their home yards. So here comes the Angels. Here comes the Padres, Brewers, Royals, Rangers, White Sox, Dodgers, you know, all the teams in Arizona. Giants. Their bus pulls up, and they all come walking in their uniforms like a high school team. And they got their bags. Most of them got bags. Some guys don't even bring bags. Some of them will have two bats and a glove. And they come rolling down the Rhine. They'll walk past us to their dugout at Ho-Ho Cam, walk up, place their stuff. There's no lockers with their name on it. This isn't the big leagues. There's no whirlpool. There's no workout. There's no rehab. There's just these empty steel lockers at Ho-Ho Cam. Same thing every ballpark. It's not like it. When they show up to the ballpark at a big league stadium, they've got the name tag. Everything's placed perfectly in their locker. Everything's perfect. All their uniforms. Every, I mean, it's the big leagues. This isn't that. It's spring training. These dudes roll in, drop their stuff. They come walking back down. They go out. They stretch, play some catch. Let's play the game. Game ends like a high school baseball game. They grab their bag, they grab their two bats or their glove, they walk back down the line, get on the bus, and go. That's spring training, folks. So being on this show and being asked by numbers, I kind of chuckle and I go, you guys do realize what this is, right? It's spring training. That's what I want to tell you. It's like a high school game. Bus drops them off, they walk down, stretch, throw, let's play. They play. You walk back down, get on the bus. This is not, we're not playing for real. As my kids would say, for realsy. <laughs> we're not playing for realsy. I can relate to this as someone that played high school baseball. This actually, I can relate to this. This is what, I mean, you, we've seen it, right? Oh, there's Bob Melvin walking down there. You know, there, I mean, it's like, this is, this is, this is not big leagues. This is not do or die. This is not, these games don't matter. No one's stressing wins. I mean, managers will say, we, uh, you know, we, we, you know, we want to win down here and set the tone. This is not the big leagues. This is, you're playing in thin air. We all know that the ball doesn't spin the way it does. That's, that's why we put baseballs in humidors. Why do you put baseballs and cigars into humidors? So the ball doesn't travel as far, and so it spins more. Well, do you put a cigar in a humidor because you don't want it to travel far? <laughs> Why do you put a cigar or a baseball in a humidor? Well, I never use a humidor, so I don't really know the answer. Moisture. You don't want it to dry out. Cigars, if you just leave a cigar out, it will dry out and taste nasty. You need to leave them in humidors. keeps the moisture. They want the, bo- they want the balls to be moist. Because the balls were drying out in Colorado. Because the, 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 the altitude, dry, thin air, dries everything out. That's why when you go to Tahoe and you're there for a couple days, you're like, God, my skin is dry. It's horrible. Same thing in Arizona. Same thing in Vegas. You're in the desert. It's similar. It's thin, dry air. Your nose is dry. Your hands are dry. So you put the baseballs in a humidor to give it moisture. I don't even know if we put the baseballs in humidors at spring training. 
I was like, do we still even do it from? Do we still do it in Major League Baseball? Yeah, everybody in baseball. I know they were doing it. Everybody has a humidor. But the thing is, balls are once it gets warm in Arizona, <laughs> balls are flying. Balls aren't spinning for pitchers like they normally do. Balls are flying, and you want and you want to go to OaklandAthletics.com and click on stats and want me to believe this? That all of a sudden, Nick Allen last year, and we love Nicky Knox as you call him. Uh, we love Nick Allen. It's interesting. That's one of the battles that's going on right now. Ledmus Diaz and Nick Allen is shortstop. But Nick Allen hit what? Two, two. It wasn't 207 maybe? 202, 20. What did he hit last year? That's what I'm pulling up right now. I think it was, I want to say it was 207. It was Nick Allen hit 207 last year. What's he hitting now? Nick Allen is hitting 375. Okay. Nick Allen, four months ago, hit 207. Four months. So, in four months, did he take the magic pill to where all of a sudden he's now Wade Boggs, Tony Gwynn, or or, or Rod Carew, Honus Wagner? Ichiro. Ichiro. He's hitting 375. He's hitting almost 170 points higher in four months. Four months. Count them. Right? Yeah. Four months? Yeah. He stopped uh, playing yeah. in October, and he started playing yeah. in February. Yeah. He's 170 points better than he was four months ago? You buy that? We can use the old ad. People, the cliche everyone, over here, everyone always uses one of the guys. He fixes something in his swing. In four months? <laughs> in four months, you've become Honus Wagner? Ty Cobb. Uh, Luis, uh, Luis, he's a Luis Arise, the batting champion from last year. He's Ted Williams. He's going to hit 370 this year. Tony Gwynn, 370. That's who he is. You're going to buy that? I mean, everybody, Brent Rooker, everybody's. I keep getting asked about Brent Rooker, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, he's, he's having a great spring, and there's a really good chance he's going to make the club hitting 393. Brent Rooker has hit 393 this spring. 28 years old. Out of Ugh. SEC. So you got Mississippi State. S- SEC not on the water. Not on the O. Well, actually, I don't think any of them are on the water. So it's not Mississippi yeah, State. Yeah, Florida would be more inland. Yeah, so it's not Mississippi State? It is Mississippi State. But, yeah, Brent Rooker. Can you name all the teams he's played for? Because, you, I mean, you've been on Brent Rooker. Okay? Uh, I like this guy. I've liked this guy since his SEC days. If I have to hear that again, <laughs> I've liked this guy. Like what? Uh, well, you watch the you watch the SEC network. That wasn't even around when he played for uh, college. Not. Well, it's been around for a while, right? But, Rooker, but he is. He's old. He's twenty eight. When Rooker was in college, it was two thousand fifteen. Uh, let's see. He was a twin. He was a royal and a padre for a whopping. 81 games. Let me guess. He has 12 home runs career. 10 home runs. Nine of them came in one year. He's hit 316 in seven games. That was his, like, opportunity, right? Yeah. Comes up with the Twins, seven games, hits 316. The next year, in 58 games, they gave him a shot. He hit 201. 201. You only didn't, you want to know what didn't in minor league baseball last year? Can can I yeah I'm just, can, can I'm just, I can yeah, I finish? Yeah. Uh, 2022, 
Padres, Royals. He played in two games for San Diego, nothing. 14 games for the Royals, hit 160. So a career 28-year-old, 81 games, he's hit 200 for his career with an OPS of 668 and an OPS plus of 85. So it's not like he's one of these guys, a Rob Deere, Joey Gallo, that, well, you say, I don't really care what he hits because he hits bombs, right? Yeah. If he just hit a ton, who's the guy that we signed last year? He was with us briefly, then we put him down at AAA. Oh, Matt Davidson. Matt Davidson. You got a guy that hits bombs. You know he hits bombs, so you're going to like, eh, I'm going to look away at other numbers. He didn't have that. But you're going to tell me a career 200 hitter in 81 games is now batting 393, and I'm going to believe that? I mean, if you want to take his small sample size, because he started in El Paso in the PCL last year when he was playing By the way, the we, we could give you an extreme amount of names of guys who now have established themselves as quality Major League Baseball players. I won't even go the stars of quality Major League Baseball players who are 28 and under. Now, there's always outliers. There's always outliers. Like we talked earlier, there's outliers, great players, bad teams. Very, very, and they're all pretty much Hall of Famers. But he could be a great story. I mean, it would be awesome, right? Yeah, I agree. It'd be out. I mean, what's the bet? Give me. I don't want to. Don't bore me with his minor league numbers. Is there ever a year where he had a monster year? In in the minor leagues, yeah. His best year would have been uh, home run wise. He hit twenty eight last year combined between two love between two triple A teams. He hit twenty eight home runs, drove in eighty seven, and hit two eighty nine. His OPS was one thousand forty four. That's his best. Yeah, but nineteen, but nineteen game, nineteen home runs those came in the PCL, and then nine came at AAA Omaha. But he had three thirty eight in Omaha. So, but if you go off based off that, if but you how many games did he have three thirty eight? Uh, that was twenty. Uh, Do you see how people lie with say, "Ah, twenty games." It's twenty games. Sixty one games in in uh, in the PCL. He had two seventy two with the nineteen home runs. Yes. You you want to bring up Sky Bolt's numbers down at AAA? Sky uh, Bolt was Milwaukee Ted, Brewer Sky Bolt? Sky Bolt was 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 Ted Williams, for God's sakes. Um so it's like, hey, Sky so Sky Bolt. Uh Brent Rooker could be a great story and we will cover it and we will love it. It's just I got asked about this when I was hey, what about Brent Rooker? I'm like, Brent Rooker? He's this guy's twenty eight years old. Yeah. Shohei Otani's twenty eight years old. Right? I mean, you start looking around the game. Like, if you haven't established yourself as – you're talking about a guy who's 28 who's never even come close to playing every day. And that's another thing about the spring training numbers. These guys aren't playing every day. They're not. When you get to the, when you get to the season, your best players, they play every day. Every day, the grind. Every day. Every day you come to the ballpark, you have to produce. Every day you come to win, and winning now matters. Yeah, your record, you are what your record says you are. And trust me, when you you stink, yeah, the legend Bill Parcells, when you stink, everybody lets you know it. You don't think those players last year walking out for the A's knew we were all looking at them going, yeah, you stink. You don't think when you go to get coffee, they don't go, you stink. Everywhere you go, everybody knows you're a loser. 
They think it's cool you play Major League Baseball, but, yeah, you're 20 games out. You guys stink. You're not playing for anything in spring training. So these numbers, yes, I'd rather be successful than not in spring training. How many times? You know I like to take it to other sports. How many times is that one or two guys in training camp, in football, does great in camp and in, in preseason games? You're like, hey, man, this guy can really run it. This guy can catch. This guy, this guy, this. And then he gets cut, and you never hear, hear from him again. I feel like that happens a lot. It happens. It, it, there's, <laughs> there's one or two guys every year in training camp in the NFL that the guy will be like the camp standout guy. And he gets cut. You never hear from him again. And he doesn't latch on with the other 31 teams and become a star. Why? How about in preseason basketball? They'll have a guy that he gets to play at the end of games, and he just starts lighting it up. And he's averaging like 18 to 20 points a game because he's playing. And you're like, hey, we might have found something here. And they cut him, and you never see him again. It's it's These games don't matter. What matters is what happens when you show up to Oakland and now we're playing for real. Now, pitchers are now really pitching to get you out. They're not working on stuff. The scouting reports are being implemented. You're not playing in Arizona. You're back to playing sea level. It's Major League Baseball. Let's go. You're going to hit 393. You're playing every day. You're going to hit 350. You're going to hit 280. All of a sudden, these guys who are camp warriors aren't so great anymore. And three weeks in, you stop talking about how great their spring training was, and you're like, why can't this guy hit? And then now we're looking down to Vegas and going, oh, my God, look at those numbers. This guy looks like he's Babe Ruth, and we know Sky Bolt's not Babe Ruth. So slow down on the spring training numbers. Slow down. Bus drops the guys off like a high school game. They show up. Hey, let's get this thing in. Nobody get hurt. And then they get back on the bus and go again. That's what spring training is. I don't mean to demean it. It's fun. Come down, be in the sunshine, have some beers, get a hot dog, enjoy. Actually, we got great food at O.O. Camp. But, and the new right field party deck. Are you kidding me? Uh, but it is, don't, don't look at these numbers and take a whole lot of stock in it. And that's what's going to be tough. Like, what do you get? Like, Noda's kind of falling off from making contact, but he's a Rule 5 guy. I think you got to play him. I think you, I I'm not I'm not I'm not in the belief that we're competing for the division this year. Oh, well, better put that up on the bulletin board. Just saying. I want to see Noda play. I rather see Noda than Rooker. But three he's three years younger too. I mean, Rooker's 28 years old. I just gave you his numbers. If you think he's going to show, I mean, Rooker right now would be a a fourth or fifth outfielder, which is great. Give him a job. I'm telling you, we will celebrate him. I'm just saying, I'm trying to put a roster together, and I'm trying to find guys that can help me win long term. Not now. Long term. Who gets me back to the playoffs? It's not journeymen. Journeymen don't get you back to the playoffs. Right? If we we lucked out with Mark Canna, we lucked out with Simeon. We great. But you're not gonna do that all the time. Find me some legit dudes. That's what we need to find to win again. That's why I'll take chances. Let me see Pache. If Pache has finally figured it out, he can sit long time. How old's Pache? Twenty four. He 
came to us at 22, 23, something? I think like he was that? 20. Let's see. Pache is 24. He won't be 25 until November. There you go. I got to find out. I got to find out if Noda can play. I got to find out if Pache can play. I need to find this out. I need younger players. That's just I'm – not, I'm not going into the season thinking we're winning the division. I want to win the division the next couple of years. Find me guys that can help that. I need winners. What did Mike Singletary say? I want winners. I mean, that's why when I think of a winner, when I think of a guy that, you know, men want to be him, women want to be with him, you know, that kind of guy. The guy, you know, in Moneyball they talked about, hey, he's the type of guy when when he comes in. I mean, that's that's Mike Farron. Everybody wants to be like Mike. He's calling the WBC. I turn on Sirius XM Channel 89. All I hear is Mike Farron. And there he is, ladies and gentlemen. The greatness Hello, that Tony. is. Mr. Play-by-Play of the WBC. By the way, over your left shoulder, that's a good-looking guy. You know, I'm very disappointed that there are no San Jose State baseball pictures of Chris Townsend on the Internet. We're going to need to find some to remedy to make that my permanent backdrop for Zoom calls. How did you find all of that? Dude, I I know how to use the Google machine. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> you, you basically are in the A's offices down in South Florida. I am, yeah. I'm I'm here from the, the remote the remote location of this <laughs> airport hotel in Miami that also is the A's associate offices, right? By the way, I gotta tell you, you've sounded fabulous. You Thanks. got the energy, it's electric. They've been just hammering the highlights of you guys. Uh, you know, in the earlier games, you and Spilly. I it seems like you're having a great time. What's the experience been like for you? Um, it's really hard to describe. Uh, it's been unbelievably cool, you know, and, and I've got a pretty great job, right? Like I get to cover world series. I yeah. get to cover, um, playoff games. I've been at some of the biggest playoff games in the last decade. You know, I was at holidays, no hitter. And I've been at, you know, covered the, the last two world series in person. I was at game seven and 17. Like I've seen some really cool stuff and this is like nothing I've ever experienced. And a lot of it has to do with the fans. I mean, the fans have been incredible, um, especially the fans for, you know, the Latin American countries, they just bring a different energy and joy to the ballpark that the players can feel, um, the broadcasters can feel. And so it's, it's a really special event. I'm sad that this is the end of it tonight. And I'm also sad that we have to wait another three years before the next one, but I'm also excited to see where it goes in 2026. Cause I feel like, um, probably on the heels of the U S winning in 17 that that's helped this, but I really do feel like this event is growing. Hey, can you do me a favor and just move a little bit more to your right? Oh, sorry. Is that better? Yeah, so we can get a little more of me on there. Yeah. Yes, um, let's see if I can do this here. There it goes. Is yeah, that better? Perfect. I appreciate that. I feel like somebody's looking over my shoulder. <laughs> uh, from an atmosphere standpoint, would you compare this to, let's say, for, for, our, for all the fans who are not yeah. there, has it got like a college football vibe to it or a college? Now that we're in no, the tournament? No, I, I think it's bigger than that. I mean, I would say it's more like – it's the intensity of the wild card game with the joy of winter ball. I mean, I think that's the kind of the way to describe it. Um, I, at least in my understanding, what winter ball is. And I've never actually been to a winter ball game 
but from what I hear, it's it's very similar to this, right? Every players who have participated in both who are here, um, whether they be players on the field or, or or former players who've been through winter ball, say that that's what it feels like. It's drums and songs and chants and um, a lot of laughing and dancing, and like it's just damned fun and it's not getting caught up um in the wins as losses as much as the the incredible nature of the event um and being able to see you know your favorite team compete win or lose so i think that to me has been the thing that that i mean that's kind of the way i would describe it it's just it's it's the loudest environments I've ever been in. And I don't know that the loudest moments here in Miami have been louder than say, like when, I don't know, when Alvarez hit the grant, the three run homer off Alvarado last year in Houston I mean Houston gets really loud, but it's been loud like that for three and a half hours every night. And so that's where, that's where that energy and excitement comes from. Yeah, we've been fortunate to go to Japan twice and mm-hmm. play against Japanese teams and the bands that they have. And I've been to an all-Japanese game where they got bands in right and left in the Tokyo <laughs> Dome and the songs and everything. It's just so much fun. You wish everybody would get to experience this. Is this Has this become best-case scenario for the WBC United States up against the Japanese team who's played a lot of baseball together? They're, like, built for this. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it definitely marries about as much star power as you can get. I mean, um, you know, the Dominican was a pretty loaded team. They didn't make it out of pool play. Venezuela did run, you know, when you count Martin Perez as their starter, they ran eight former All Stars out there against the U.S. the other night. So um, that was pretty star studded. Um, but this is, yeah, I think this is what we want, right? The Japanese players are uh, outside of, you know, Otani and Darvish uh, and Lars Newtbar, who's who's playing center field for them, the Cardinals outfielder. Um, they're kind of an unknown quantity to a lot of us in the States. We don't stay up to watch NPB games in the middle of the night. And so we don't necessarily get to see these guys. So like last night, it's the first time I saw Roki Sasaki pitch. And, and seeing it in person was incredible. Uh, Matsumoto, who the the who is their other uh, you know incredible starter, like he he was great. Like there, there's a whole lot of stuff that I think getting to see in person or on television or listen to on the radio for the first time. I think that's part of the intrigue with this. But it's a really good Japanese team. So um, yeah, I think that this is about as as good a, a matchup as you can ask for with the U.S. and Japan. And you know they have with three of the um, the four championships in this event combined between them. Japan won the last two and the U.S. won the last one. So, yeah, let's get after it. So I'm not totally up on how you can exactly utilize players, and I know there's kind of rules and, you know, mm-hmm. the teams only want their, their pitchers. So is there a possibility? Because I know Darvish is going tonight. You're only going to get him. He's first. not. He's not? No, they're starting a lefty um, who is good. I mean, a very good left-hander, but they decided not to start Darvish. I talked to a star- scout who saw Darvish's start uh, last start in the WBC and said, you know, there was a lot of hanging sliders in it. He said it wasn't great. They're starting uh, Shota Imanga, who was one of the 10 best pitchers in Japan last year, but he's a lefty who's been more successful against righties than left-handers, despite the fact that he's mostly a fastball slider. So interesting guy, but somebody that the U.S. hasn't seen before. That's always smart. I know my gambling guys always like to bet on people that the lineups haven't seen before. Mm -hmm. So Darvish could come out of the pen. 
this whole dream scenario where I'm getting at with the Shohei Otani versus Mike Trout, it's the yeah. Randy Johnson's warming up the bullpen, Madison Bumgarner's warming up the bullpen that we've gotten in the World Series. Would that be allowed, Shohei Otani, to come out of the pen late in games, where he's pitched, how he's pitched? I know he, you know, obviously playing in the field, but would he, is that doable? Could could we could we even see that scenario? Yeah. Yes, um, by rule, you absolutely could. So there are required days off based on the number of pitches that you've thrown. And he is considered a, a healthy and active pitcher. And it was last night, too. Um, I think it would probably only be for an inning from hearing what the Angels said today. But Otani, I think, wants to pitch. And there's a little bit of symbolism in this potentially, too. Darvish closed out the 2009 World Baseball Classic. Um, and that was a seminal moment in the the um, childhood of a number of the Japanese players that are you know 10 to 15 years younger than Darvish. And several of them have said that that was kind of their first memory of Darvish was him closing out the WBC and how much that meant in 2009. So you could see it as a little bit of a passing of the torch if Otani comes in to finish it out. Um, so I don't think he'll go very long in this game, but we get the real possibility of seeing Otani against Trout, you know, which like that's about as good as it gets. You know, we saw Otani against Tatis to start the all-star game a couple years ago, which was much watch. And if you remember Tatis just missed getting him, like I love this idea of you know, games on the line and Otani's got to go through those top four guys in the U S lineup, which is you know, Betts, Trout, Goldschmidt, Arenado. You've got five MVP awards between the top three guys in that lineup. And you've got a guy who's twice led the league in home runs, three times led it in RBIs and has 10 gold glove awards as the next guy. I would be amazing. Hey, I got to say, I, I know you got a long day ahead of you. I really do appreciate you stopping by. You, you've got a, a lot going on there in South Florida. This is going to be a big game. Everybody's looking forward to it. I mean, obviously, the we know the ratings abroad, especially in Asia, yeah. are through the roof. I'm hoping we get a big number tonight. You're not going up against college basketball. You're just going up locally against, like, NBA and hockey. I hope we get a huge number tonight. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. You've done a great job. But I do miss waking up in the morning, and, and I, I need you back every day. I mean, you could just call. I, I, well, I want to wake up. You just, like, pick up the call, phone and call. You don't like, answer. Hey, I text you. You don't answer. I, as, what are you talking about? I answer every one of your texts. As Jeffrey Lunau once said, we're all lower-level employees to you. Wow. Wow. You're really going to compare me to Luna, huh? <laughs> no, no. We just, Cody and I are low. We, that's what we call ourselves. Lower level employees. <laughs> I, uh, we have a friend that uh, told us he wanted to get out of management because he wanted to be, uh, what was the, the, um, gosh, what was the term? It was, um, an individual contributor. I liked that. I thought that was good. <laughs> I don't want to be in management anymore. I'm just interested in being an individual contributor. That's a good lot. That's a, a good phrase. It's a fancy way of saying independent contractor. Well, no, it's a fancy <laughs> way of saying I don't want to have to deal with paperwork. <laughs> well, this, I know it's a big highlight of your career, man. This is awesome. And they being they, on with you, absolutely. Every time. Yes, yeah, so very well. We can see that behind Of you. all the things that's happened to me, it's one of them. <laughs> well, it should be. I mean, when you put on your resume, A's cast is, you know. A's cast guest. It's, it's, it's right up yeah. there. Unpaid, yeah. But I love the way they've been hammering your uh, hammering your uh, highlights on, on the network. So it's been cool. 
Well, it's they have to. They're contractually obligated. So well, hey. I made them do that. <laughs> you are the best, my friend. And uh, let's talk soon where right. we can actually do a little more. But seriously, appreciate you stopping by. I know it's a big, big day for you. Anytime. Take care, buddy. Talk to you soon. All right. See you, Tony. See you, Cody. The great Mike Farron calling in from Florida. Uh, the play-by-play. That's a big get right there. Well, Farron loves us, and well, we love Farron back. I do have his call. Let's play it for everyone. Now, there's music on it because I got it from MLB.com. Is this the walk-off? This is the walk-off last night with Japan. Uh, Murakami, who's got hit 56 Wait, home runs. Did we win the last one? E, yeah, I thought we, Japan did. No, I think the U.S. did. I'm pretty sure. And then Japan won the two before that. I think they won. They won in 09. Um, here, I can, let me find that. See, there's your prop. Winners you, of the W. You, you want to make the WBC? We we should know when this event, if it ever gets to as big as people think it can get, we will know exactly. This is when they won. That was our first time winning. Japan's won it twice. So there's been three. Uh, it, there's been. 2006, 2009, 13, 17, and then this year. So, well, who are the winners? So, all right. Well, Japan won in 06. Let's see who won in 09. Then, oh, they won in 09. So, who won in 12 then? Let's see if it has it on here. Uh, Dominican Republic. They're the first and only team to ever go undefeated throughout the tournament. So, it's Japan, Japan, DR, then us. Is what I'm reading. So there's only been four. Yes. Oh nine or oh six, oh nine, two thousand twelve, two thousand yeah, was it two thousand twelve? Two thousand twelve and two thousand seven. Two thousand thirteen, two thousand seventeen. Oh six, oh nine, thirteen, seventeen, and now this year. Okay. Oh COVID. Yeah. It was supposed to be twenty it was supposed to be twenty twenty. All right. So Japan's got two, the DR's got one, we got one. Yeah, we won the most recent one. Um Remember that was when um, Adam Jones made that awesome catch in San Diego. Can we do can we do polls on the uh, on Streamyard? Um, or maybe we should do it on AceCast. I think um, we I think we can do it on our actual Twitter, mm-hmm. not on not on Streamyard. I'd be curious because I'm not trying to downplay the event, but to me, the event for everybody that I know, and I live in a baseball bubble. All my friends are former baseball players, pretty much. And if they're not former players or some type of former athlete, it's just weird how it works. But you hang with people you that are like you. And my crew and your crew's the same. And your crew or people that I hang out with, we kind of run in the same circle with some of these younger guys. Um, not everybody is in. Like, people have casually watched it. I mean, do you know anybody who's all in WBC? They're like way in. Yeah, uh, my friends group. I think they're just casually watching it. Yeah. Um, I don't know anyone. And like, I know your casual friend group. Yeah, I mean, I listened. I mean, I listened to the game. I listened to Farron on the call last night. I that I watched it when I met up with the great Alex Jensen. Yeah, Alex has been calling St. Mary's games. Yeah. He doesn't have time for the WBC. Yeah, he was. He's got back from Albany. Uh, St. Mary's losing in the second round of the NCAA tournament, but. I met up with him last night. We were watching it at a uh, local establishment in San Francisco, but I was listening to it on the way there. But other than that, I wasn't. I'm, I will. I'll be the first one. I, I didn't. I'm not sitting at home every night and going. I have to cancel all plans to watch every single one of these baseball games. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've casually watched. I mean, I told you the one night I was up watching Cuba Australia from the Tokyo Dome. So it's like, yeah, I've watched, but it, it's not like, for instance, the Final Four. No. Right. 
It's not like, you know, been watching tournament games. It's definitely not like football playoffs. It's not like baseball playoffs. I mean, I can give or take the NBA playoffs and the hockey playoffs, but I'm more casual with those. But, I mean, like, I'm not missing football playoffs. Yeah, no, same. I mean, or, or the big bowl games. Yeah, I mean, I watch. I'm watching the Rose Bowl. I'm watching the national championship game. I'm watching the turn, you know, which we now have a tournament college back. I mean, I'm kind of like, eh. now part of me is I'm not far away from having to watch baseball every, and I, I'm not saying I have to, but it's my job. I watch every day. I keep score every day. My Bible's here, by the way, in case you were worried. Uh, my scorebook arrived. I know you got that nice new. Well, you don't have it out here today, but the nice oh. Rawlings glove material. Notebook. I'm set for the season, but I'm watching games. I mean, you just notified me today. I got to go to the Coliseum on Sunday. Yeah, A's Giants Sunday. Then A's, A's Giants, Giants on Sunday. I got pregame this Sunday. I start the first pregame show. I mean, I'm in. Starting Sunday, I'm in. We're gonna have what? Two days. And then two days off, we're going to play Thursday, then we have Friday off. Then after that, it's, man, it's it's six-plus months of working every day. So it's not like, it's not like, like I have spring training games on in the background, listening to A's cast, or essentially the only thing they show on MLB Network is, is Yankees, Red Sox, Mets, and Phillies, their game from Florida. Pretty much. Uh, and I'll have their their games on. But like knee deep into the into baseball, like I'm I'm all in. I mean, I I guess it's almost like too early for me. I watched tonight's game. It but, starts at four, so but I didn't need to see I didn't need to see Italy against I don't know, whoever. I was reading by the way, you know we were talking about the Czech Republic and how a lot of their guys are plumbers and, and trash man trash men and all that. There is one former major leaguer on the team. It's Eric Sogard. Sogi? Yeah, Eric Sogard was on the Czech Republic team. I didn't know that. Great guy. I just never – I'm sorry. I had watched – I know one of the guys struck out Otani, which was cool. But, I, yeah, I didn't know that they had uh, – Eric Sogard. That Sogard was the one major – they had a couple minor league guys that played. Remember he was the coolest guy? Uh, what did they call him? Uh, what was it? Nerd powers, what they called him with the glasses. So, that was – God, that was 10 years ago now Sogard was, was on the team? 10 years ago? I mean, right, he was on the 2012 team, wasn't he? Or around there, 2013? No. He wasn't old enough for 2012. Let's see. Sogard was after. Sogard's first year with the A's was 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, and 15. I played in 37 games. Come on. Don't oversell it. Uh, one th- to, 2013. He really didn't do anything 2013. Till, yeah. No, 2013, yeah. Yeah, 130 well, games. Yeah, he was there. God, time flies. He, was, he first came up in 2010 for four games. Yeah, at age, I don't even remember. At age 24. I don't even remember that. 2011, 27, then 37. Yeah. He's, when we think of the greatness of 2012, his 37 games are not going to be registering. Hey, those two home runs could have been magical for that. I don't, we don't, I don't remember him being magical. Yeah. When, 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 what part of the season was, was his at-bats? Can you go to game logs? Just doing right now. <laughs> when, 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 when was he showing up in 2012? His uh, first home run was on April 15th at Seattle. Yeah, we were and then, terrible. And then he hit his second one at Baltimore on April 27th. Terrible. Um, he did play – he played a little bit in August, and then that was it. The ride for the athletics in 2012, if you remember, was June 2nd is the date. 
from June 2nd on, 2012, the Oakland Athletics had the best record in baseball, and the Oakland Athletics hit the most home runs. June 2nd on is the date. So if you were April, May, eh, we were terrible. Remember, the, the lineup from the opening day in Japan versus the lineup for the <laughs> playoff game was complete. The roster was completely different. Billy and David had completely – Kia Kaiahue at one point was getting that bad. Oh, at Royals legend. Uh, by the, the A's wore 21-16 when Sogar played. Saying he's, he was he winning – He stunk. He was a winning player that year. Yeah, you terrible. <laughs> you guys. Then you're trying to sell Brent Rooker in a batting average, and he did for 20 games. <laughs> you guys and your data, what you try and sell. Coming up next, the Halos. All right. You you want me to you want me to buy Wayne Rend- Rendazzo is going to join us next play by play voice, the Angels, a lot of people doing it again. Are they the surprise team? We'll find out next right here on A's Cast Live. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Streaming from the town, A's Cast Live continues with Chris Townsend. Wayne Rendazzo is the new play-by-play voice of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. He's going to be joining us. Been in baseball for years around the Mets, around the White Sox. I think he was Big Ten, wasn't he? Big Ten Network. Sounds about right. I mean, I remember. I just remember him as the Met, as the Mets guy, uh, one of the Mets radio guys. Our good friend Howie Rose, who has a great story about the Ray Fossey handshake, and Ray Fossey was Bud Harrelson was safe. He's in the World still Series. angry about that. <laughs> he, uh, I always liked when we were able to talk to him. So let me give. Uh, let me give Wayne a call here, and we'll save a Gubaza and, and Langston and all those guys for the regular season. Gooby, What's our good? buddy Gooby, because we play them next week. Let me tell so. you something: no one works harder than the Angels broadcast team. They got those guys doing every game in spring training. It's yeah. like wow, like pre games, post games, the TV guys. I mean, you you know how hard it is to get the TV guys to work every day in spring training. I mean, it's amazing. Wayne, how you doing? Welcome to A's Cast Live. How are you? Good. How are you? We're we're doing well. You know, we we were thinking about you coming out. How hard was it to get you to, to you know, you think about growing up in the Midwest and working the East Coast? Uh, had to be a pretty easy decision to take a gig in Southern California. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's uh, it's an awesome opportunity, and you know, get to be around uh, these these two. All-time great players who are going to be head-to-head tonight in the WBC final. It's, it's going to be cool to see those guys play uh, at their peak every day and to see if the Angels can put together a good season and, and get those guys to the playoffs. Yeah, speaking of the WBC, Patrick Sandoval was fantastic. The Angels have to be thrilled about that. his last outing. Yeah, I think I, I'm sure they are, but I think that more than that, they're, they're glad to see him really compete in a big game and keep his composure. I think they've had some concerns in the past that Patrick Sandoval, you know, maybe the moment's got too big for him, but 
last night, certainly in the biggest moment of his career, he, he rose to the occasion and he was bigger than the moment. And I think that's a really good sign for an Angels team that wants to contend and wants to compete and believes that they have good pitching beyond Shohei Otani. Shohei's got the ace of the staff, and, and you'll see him in Oakland opening night. But Sandoval, number two starter, they really think Reed Detmers is, is ready for a, a breakout season. And a veteran, Tyler Anderson, that's uh, another just guy who shores up that rotation on top of what they already have. So uh, it's good to see Sandoval compete at that level and, and make the Angels' belief in him worthy. You know, we'll get back into the pitching, but the moment tonight that everybody's talking about the potential, I mean, obviously we've seen it for so many years, the greatness of Mike Trout. He's an all-time great. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. Now the incredible skill of Shohei Itani. We talk maybe a potentially a once-in-a-lifetime player. I mean, we're talking about it in baseball, but I got to think as an Angels fan, the magical thing that we potentially could see tonight, don't know where it's going to happen, but the idea of Otani pitching for Team Japan going up against Captain America Mike Trout, just talk about the potential of what an epic moment in baseball history we could get tonight in South Florida. Yeah, that's, that's the position. If those two can get an opportunity to face each other and potentially with the game on the line, it's going to be weird for Otani because he's not starting and he's pitch uh, at, at some point while his team is batting and, and the possibility that he could be that the, the, the order can swing around back to him while he's doing that so uh, he won't have much time to get ready I wouldn't think but hopefully he doesn't need much I mean he's a starter usually and that could be a little different for him coming out of the bullpen especially with him in the lineup so that'll be something for Team Japan to have to dance around not sure why they're not starting you Darvish tonight you think that that would be the opportunity to to put in maybe the greatest Japanese pitcher of all time and and have him try to lock down the championship tonight. But it's not Darvish starting. It's not Otani starting. It's, it's somebody that's not really a familiar name to uh, American fans. And, you know, you wonder if that's going to end up fighting Japan because they used their best young pitcher yesterday and their two best guys who are pitching in the major leagues are, are not starting tonight either. So, uh, it should be an interesting game. If it does come down to Otani and Trout squaring off in a big moment, well, certainly the Angels fans will be uh, heavily scrutinizing that particular at-bat, but uh, I think the whole country will. Everybody recognizes that these are the two best players in the game, and for them to be on opposite sides tonight with, with what's on the line, it, it could be really a, a tremendous theater. Now, one guy that we have all been looking at, and I know Phil Nevin has talked about him. Uh, I haven't been following lately, but since we were last down at spring training, a lot of people look at Anthony Rendon, and they look at the contract. They look at uh, he just hasn't been able to stay healthy. You start looking at his age. Just for him professionally, how big of a year is this year for him? Well, it's, it's bigger for the Angels than it is for him. I, I think for Rendon, you know, he's got the long guaranteed contract. He's got the incredible high payment that comes his way, and he, he's won a World Series, and I, I think he does care about making the Angels better. I think he does care about, you know, having a good season for the first time since he won that World Series with Washington. But it, let's face it, the Angels need him 
way more than he needs to have a good year. Uh, the Angels are, are heavily reliant on Rendon, and I think they've had just 50 games uh, since Rendon signed where Rendon, Trout, and Otani have all been in the lineup at the same time. Uh, they, they need that number to, to triple this year for the Angels to have any success on the field. And uh, we'll see. I think Rendon's had a good spring. He, he looks ready. He looks healthy. And he, we know that he's a formidable bat when he's ready and when he's in the lineup. So uh, I would hope that he's in there for a, a good chunk of the games this year. But unlike last season, the last couple of years, you know, the Angels have filled out their roster a lot better and they've got a lot more insurance in case somebody like Rendon isn't available. You know, one thing we've really been breaking down numbers and innings and outs that you have to get with a six-man rotation. You've been around this game for a long time. What are your thoughts about the six-man rotation and it's taking one guy out of the bullpen? I know we have days off. You can have a long starter. I mean, you can have like a, a five-and-a-half guy that can be in the bullpen. But you're putting a little bit more pressure and more outs on your bullpen. What are your thoughts on the six-man rotation? Um, you know, personally, I don't like it, but you, you also have someone that you're doing that for. You're not, you're not doing it for uh, a reason uh, just just for for kicks. You're not doing it because, you know, you think it's a better idea. I think, I think that even – Bill Nevin or, or Perry Manazino would tell you that they don't really like it, but you're doing it because of Shohei and trying to maximize what he gives you. So you have to do it, and you have to make the most of it. And I think the Angels' plan this year, especially when you have a veteran too like Tyler Anderson, is to try to pitch these guys on regular rest more often. Uh, the Angels are not planning to use a six-starter until April 12th. They are going to consider that six-starter at least beginning is more of a swing man, uh, pitch him out of the bullpen at times as well. So it's not going to be just a traditional six-man rotation where you're going to have, as as traditional as that could even be, where you're just going to have six guys pitch and and whatever off days come, come, and then, you know, it could be a week or even more for a guy between starts. You know, they're going to mix in the regular five more often and skip that six-starter than they did last season which is a better way to do it because you really want Shohei getting as many innings as he can. You want Tyler Anderson out there every fifth day if you can. Sandoval has shown he can do it. And you want Reed Detmers to, to take that next step as well. So you don't want those guys sitting on the shelf very long. And I think the Angels have a good plan this year to make that six-man rotation work for them better than they have before. Well, yeah, you're spot on. It's not traditional. It's like it's still something that everybody is trying to figure out how to maximize it and use it correctly where, yes, you want guys throwing, you want guys fresh, and you don't want delaying how much they're throwing. It's really an interesting balance. And Perry Manassian, uh, who we've had on the program before, and you think about – you know, what he said last offseason on Sirius XM where he said, hey, listen, the average team is going to use 13 starters in a year. And when you really look at that, we will sit here and say, okay, who's your five, who's your six? But during a course of a season, my God, you're going to need around 13 guys. It's scary to think about. Well, it's reality. Uh, it, it, it is. I mean, you know, the Angels are going to end up sending Chase Silseth to the minor leagues most likely to begin the season. They're going to send uh, Griffin Canning to the minor leagues, most likely to begin the season. 
you know, maybe Canning makes the team, but probably he doesn't because Tucker Davidson's out of options. So you've got those eight guys already that you're thinking about using as starters, and you're going to need some of these other guys as well uh, that that they're grooming in the minor leagues. They've got some good young arms. Sam Bachman has looked good in spring training. Uh, Chris Rodriguez, they're hoping, is, is healthy for the first time in a long time. They've got uh, Victor Medeiros, who they drafted last year, who they really like, that's in the minor league. So they're still developing pitching and also trying to have a deep enough set of pitchers to get through a, a full season. But that's, that's, that's how it is for everybody. You're going to need 10 to 12 starters in a good year to be able to get through the entire season, and, and likely more. So I think the Angels have that right, and Perry has really gone above and beyond, including an entire draft where he drafted nothing but pitchers, which felt gimmicky, but it really was to bloat the system with pitching, which he's been able to do to some degree and still probably needs to do more of. So uh, I think the Angels have the right idea about what they want their future to look like, and they're getting there. Uh, you know, they, they're trying to get there while they still have Mike and, and Shohei together. Well, on a personal note, just talk about the change. Going from New York to Orange County to Anaheim, boy, that's going to be a big difference for you. Uh, it is, yeah. I mean, I, I think the biggest difference for me is that it's a, it's a TV job and not radio. Um, you know, I've done radio for the Mets and just filled in on TV a little bit here and there. But this is uh, TV pretty much every night. I'm going to be doing that. I'm, I'm going to be doing the Apple TV Friday night games this year. So there will be, you know, some moments where I'm not around the Angels, which it's a little bit different for me as well. Usually I'm with whatever team, you know, if it's been the Mets. Uh, and I, I don't, I don't hardly ever miss any games, so it'll be, it'll be weird to not be there once a week or even twice a week in some cases. Um, but it, these are good opportunities, and when you're, when you're trying to get through in this, in this industry as a broadcaster, you, you've got to take as much as you can and move yourself up as much as you can. And uh, I've been really blessed to get these chances to, to be a big league TV voice and to have a, a national TV package. Uh, I mean, it's. It's really, uh, it's really hard to believe that it's worked out in a, in a way like this, and I'm, I'm grateful for it and, and ready to put this season together and, and, and give it a shot and, and see how it all turns out. Hopefully uh, it's a good year. Well, yeah, you know, uh, we'll see you a lot this year. We love having on Mark Gubazaw, your partner, of course, Mark Langston from the Bay Area. We got a lot of good relationships with the Angels and their broadcasters. So congratulations on the job. It's a phenomenal gig. And we'll see you in the first series of the year. So take care, and we'll see you soon. All right. Thank you very much. Good to talk to you. So the Angels. Interesting. Six-man rotation. All around one guy. The same thing we said last year and the year before, the year when he had Tommy John. And it doesn't work. And now more teams are going to do it. And they they, they, they want to quantify it going into the season as five and a half guys, right? And we're even talking about doing it, right? So will it be Aller? Will it be Sears? You know, they start talking about days off. You know, once you start talking about days off, we're not going to need this six starter till. And you start talking, what are you, wait, you know what you're doing? 
You're taking people out of routines. That's what you're doing. And no one's figured it out yet. What they're trying to figure out is how to maximize starting pitchers without throwing them a ton of innings. How to maximize bullpen guys without burning them out. That, that's what we're doing. That This has been a dance. I said, we're at a tipping point with pitching. And it's going to take a few years, but that's where we're at. We're trying to do this balance of what is the right formula. Now that Major League Baseball capped you people, and I do say you people, with how many pitchers you can use. So you can't have 8,000 pitchers. You can only have 13. So now, as David Force says all the time, tell me the rules, we'll figure it out. Well, we've given you the rules. You get 13 pitchers. So now what are they trying to do, right? And that's why I keep saying, read the book, The Tipping Point. We're at that tipping point. Something's going to happen. And they're at the, this is like, to me, this is the last draw. This is the last hope front offices have with, you know what? We actually need our starters to go long. This is their last this is their last chance to figure out how do we get every guy to go out there and throw as hard as he can. Every slider is perfect, every split, every strike everybody out and we only need you to go 4 or 5 innings. And then we're going to go to the bullpen and everything's power, 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 strikeouts. That's what they want. But you know what they're finding out? There's not volume involved in that. You can't get enough starts, you can't get enough innings, and all of a sudden you're looking up going Well, here's the problem. We play 162 games. I don't have my phone in front of me. We play 162 games. You've got to get 27 outs a game. That's 4,300, what do we say, 4,372. Close, 74. Damn it. 4,374 outs. Just put that number in your head. 4,374. Okay? You'll be an educated fan. You'll blow people away with this. Because whenever I go into this, you know what I see? You know when you're having a conversation with people and you can tell they have no idea what the hell you're talking about? And they just kind of like, they've got that stunned look. It's kind of like like when Cody talks to me about modern day wrestling. <laughs> I, I'm just like, where's Hulk Hogan? Where, where's, where's Sting? Where's Flair? Where's, where's Steamboat? Where's Macho Man? Rest in peace, my guy, Macho Man. Where, where, where are these guys? But I, I, I talk to people all the time, right? I may be the only guy that is the fly in the ointment of Shohei Otani. I am the fly. As everybody's like, this is the greatest thing we've ever seen. I go, we're a game of volume. We're a game of volume. For instance... If you have a three-game set with the Angels at Oakland, 27 innings, correct? Correct. Otani, in a six-man rotation, easily doesn't pitch against you. So if he's just a DH, how many innings will he participate out of those 27 innings in a three-game set? Six. Six. That's it. He didn't play every inning. He's only a DH. So he'll play four at-bats, right? That's a half inning. Four half innings is only two innings. So he's giving you two innings a game. So that's he's only going to participate in six of the 27 innings. 
because he doesn't play in the field because he pitches. So if he doesn't pitch against you, and if he only pitches 22 times in a year, I don't get his greatness is undeniable. His volume is not greatness. And whenever I bring that up to people, they have deer in the headlights. I forgot how many starts he made last year, to be honest. 25-ish? Got to pull it up. Give me a second. Because always goes, it'll, baseball reference always starts with his batting. Batting, yeah. Batting, yeah. What do you got? How many starts? Okay. Mm, Let me see. He had, it looks like, 28. He had 28. That's a lot for him. Yeah. I'm not going to I'm not going to say which Angels broadcaster cuz I don't want to get him in trouble, but an A's broadcaster and it wouldn't be you wouldn't be able to find it. An A's, an, an Angels broadcaster once said, "Yeah, get his numbers. Give me his innings." Remember, you need 4374. I'm trying to baseball reference is being weird about it. Um he pitched in 166 innings last year. That's your main guy. 28 starts. You need 4,374 outs. And that's this might be the best you get out of him. And that's what the Angels broadcaster said to us. The Angels broadcaster said, enjoy it because this isn't going to last. This is, this is what he goes, the next couple of years, it's going to be hell on wheels. But this will not last long term. So... Here's the question. How do the Angels get 4,374 outs? Well, that's a problem they've had for years. I've got <laughs> it in front of me, right? Otani, Anderson, Sandoval, Suarez, Detmers, Davidson. You heard those names. Cannon Griffin and guys are going down. But I, how are you going to get 4,300? How are the A's going to get 4,374 outs? Find me that, because if you got dudes, your lead horse who can only go, I mean, he's basically 28 starts, which was huge for him. That was huge. And if you're going to really stick on a six-man rotation, man, that's, I mean, you literally could use over 15 starters in a year to be able to get 4,374 outs. Let me see how many they used last year. They use, I think they then they use the most players in baseball. They use the Angels. Put it this way: the Angels talking about using six starting pitchers, right? Whether you want to say days off or not, nah, nah, nah. they used sixty-five players last year. Sixty-five, one more than we did. They had a total of sixteen different starters last year. You're telling me you're going to be a playoff team with 16 starting pitchers. I'm, I'm assuming, not buying it. I'm assuming those some of those are openers, but still. 16, I'm not buying yeah. it. Somebody's got to start the game. Somebody's got to give you 4,374 outs. The math is what it is. You can't change it. You've got 13 pitchers. I don't care if they're all starters. I don't care if they're all relievers. Doesn't matter. You can have a positionless staff. How are you getting 4,374 outs? Tell me. How do you get that number? And how are you going to get it with six starters and none go deep in games? Good freaking luck. Because now you're down to seven relievers. Seven relievers. Do we need to go on the numbers again? How many of these relievers are going to get you over 200 outs in a season? Domingo Acevedo, can't say it enough. 70 appearances last year, 203 outs he got. 
You need like seven Domingo Acevedo's to make this happen. Uh, their their guy with the most innings pitched last year for them was Aaron Loop. He threw in sixty five games. Ryan Tapera had fifty. So they don't even have a Domingo Acevedo. No, the next closest after Tapera's fifty nine was Jimmy Herget had forty nine. Now remember, we're not saying that you have to have the same seven guys out of the pen. What we're saying is you have to have seven players or seven spots that's going to be bullpen. We'll give you your swing guy in there. That is a tremendous amount. Get, give me the innings pitch last year. So show a let him in 166. Patrick Sandoval was second with 148 and two-thirds. Oh, my God. Then Reed Detmers, the guy who threw a no-hitter last year, had 129. Oh, my God. Like, like you're not even coming close. Then Jose Suarez at 109. Michael Lorenzen's gone. Syndergaard's gone. gone. Uh, uh, there's, there was another guy that's gone that was a starter, I thought. Um, oh, no, sorry. Iglesias. Isn't Iglesias with the uh, Braves now? Then he gets traded. And then they, so they got Tucker Davidson, who they think they got from the Braves. He pitched in 36 and two-thirds last year. People don't think – okay, maybe I'm wrong, and I'm willing to accept that. But I just – I look at this purely from – I'm not looking at the names. Everybody gets fascinated with names. I'm purely looking at numbers, right? I'm like the data cruncher. You know who I am? I'm the accountant in the corner office that's looking at the CEO going, it's not going to work. But no one wants to hear. I'm the dork accountant that no one wants to hear from. I got my pocket protector. I got my glasses. I got my tie that's too small. I got my cheap suit, and I'm sitting in the corner, and I'm like, numbers don't add up, boss. But he didn't want to hear that. Bosses don't want to hear that because they've got their game plan. And I'm adding it up, and I'm going, yeah, it doesn't compute. That's who I am. I, I can rip through how many organizations going, you've got no chance of having quality. You just don't. I'm going to look it up. Especially starters are averaging five and a third. So if you got six guys averaging five and a third, good luck. I was remembering because they started doing this. Whether you got five starters or six starters and you're only going five and a third, you're putting so much pressure on your bullpen, it's disgusting. You can only option a guy five times now. I thought it was three. Oh, this must be – this must have been updated then. Uh, it's three. Yeah, I think they tweaked it to uh, – no, it's saying – do they change it to five? It says five now. It says the, the tweaks to the change, yeah, it says John, five John, Johnny would know that, right? Uh, I thought it was three. Yeah, Johnny might. It was three last year. He might know because, I mean, the article was written about when they wrote I think Eno wrote Wait, it. That it was, was 2022? Yeah, so it was last year. Well, last year you could only option a guy three times. So, maybe I mean, Johnny would know because that article was written was about the river. Find cats. it. Why do I have to ask Johnny? That's your job. How many times can you option a guy back and forth to the minors? And why does it keep saying MLB the show with a video game? You can option people in the video game? Oh, yeah. It keeps saying uh, a player will still have three or four option years. Okay. But there's the lead thing right here from MLB League options from MLB.com saying players may only be optioned five times per season. But I thought they changed it too. But that's the lead result that MLB. Whoa, 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 whoa. Go back up and read that full sentence. After that, it requires outright assignment waivers to assign the player to the minor leagues. Mm -hmm. Go back down. Go. How many times can a player go to that top one and go to the arrow? Beginning uh, the twenty twenty player can be optioned a maximum of five times in a given season. Wow, I thought it was three because they tried. They tried to. They tried to eliminate what the Rays were doing. 
the Rays were using the shuttle bus back and forth with relievers. Yeah, I'm, I, it looks like it's five. Yeah. I, I mean, Johnny would know because I'm pretty sure they wh- wrote about this. Whatever tonight, you so. want, it doesn't work. Yeah, because then you have to it keep. It doesn't work. Because some guys don't have enough options and he's to lose a guy. It doesn't work. You don't have enough volume. And I hate to keep harping on this, but it's just the truth. You don't. I mean, this is how you get 65 players in a year. This is how the A Angels had 65, the A's had 64. You don't have enough guys to get enough outs if you don't want guys pitching deep into games. It's 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 bottom line. Is Johnny ready? Yeah, I'm ready to roll. What's up, bro? How are you? I uh, just I got just got the news about Willis Reed. Do you hear about that? Willis Reed passed away. Just found what? that out just now. So really? Just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't hear that. Yeah. One, one of the great moments in sports and NBA history. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for and for the uh, for the uh, young kids, look it up. Willis Willis Reed was a great player yes. back in the day. He was yep. he, he was he on, on he, he was on the list of the fifty greatest. Right? He was on that list. I believe you had sure I had to have been. Yeah, two, absolutely. Two time NBA champion, two time Finals MVP, seven time All Star, uh, great New York Nick, uh, coach the Knicks. Uh, that you know what? Sad to hear. I, I'm just hearing that for the first time. How was uh? How was your yeah. How was your day off yesterday? Day off was good, Townie. Day off was good. Just uh, relaxed. I got some uh, got some laundry done. Hung out with a friend of mine and just just studied. You know, just looked up the angel stuff. Getting ready for angels trivia. It's not going to help me, but yeah, just kind of. <laughs> Hung out a little bit. So, yeah, no, it was good. Good off day. Last off day of the spring. So, please don't spend good. any time on Cody's dumb trivia. Please don't spend any time. Uh, I thought last year we were playing that you could only option a guy three times. It's five times? Five times now. Yep. It's five times. It's five times. It was, used to be unlimited, but it's five Yeah, t- but five last times. year was, didn't they, didn't they take it to three last year? No, it's, it, was, it was five. It was five. You guy has three options, you know. Each you know each year counts as an option, but five times in, in a year. Okay, yeah, five times. Well, yep. I, we we were just talking with the Angels, and it's true for us. It's true for everybody else. I always throw this number out: you need to get four thousand three hundred and seventy-four outs. That doesn't count extra innings. Wow, four thousand three hundred and seventy-four outs. So what I do to fight numbers, people, I fight them with numbers. I go well. If I start looking at a five-man rotation versus a six-man rotation, I know that the average starter only goes five and a third, and now you're only going to have seven, or we'll call it seven and a half relievers if you're going to call it five and a half starters. Man, if starters don't go deep, they just the numbers don't compute on how you're going to get 4,374 outs. It's tough, Townie, especially the start of the year. And that's why those little off days early on help. But you're right. I mean, look, you go five and dive, you're going to open, and it's going to be very difficult to uh, survive that. So you're right. To give you seven once in a while, give you seven a third, give the bullpen a blow, because you're right, man. It's going to wear your bullpen uh, smooth out if you if you don't. You're right. That's the yeah. The, the numbers don't match up there, do it? Do they? No, it, it's crazy to think. Let, let's get it. Hey, by the way, disconnect and reconnect real quick because you're you're breaking up on us. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, just disconnect and reconnect real quick because he's on. He's on. Okay. He's on Wi-Fi, right? 
Yeah, it must be a Wi-Fi Wi-Fi issue. So I'm assuming that's what it was. Yeah, we'll get him back because you know, obviously, we've got intri- We got we actually have things to talk about today, right? When we start talking about rosters and and what we're looking at, uh, Adam, big star for Adam Aller. I mean, solidify his spot in rotation if he pitches well today. I don't know. I mean, I I really have I rather really, I rather have Adam Aller as the swing guy. I rather have my swing guy out of the bullpen be right-handed with power. He's back. Uh, Johnny with us once again. That you know today's today and like these next few shows. We're actually, instead of just fooling around, we got some stuff to talk about because we're now really talking about the roster. How is the roster going to work Yes. Out? And, you know, yeah. one, one thing you're starting to look at, because I want to make sure, because it's been said, I don't know if Noda's going to make the team. Well, if Noda doesn't make the team, he's got to be offered back to the Dodgers. They may take him back. That's right. And then you would say, well, Seth Brown can play first base. I, we checked it today. Seth Brown hasn't played first base one time this spring. No, he hasn't. And look, you got Brooker to think about. You got Kevin Smith trying to make the team. Tyler Wade trying to make the team. To have, uh, you know, you have a team. He may start opening day. You got you got a bunch of mixing and matching here. Well, Pache and Ruiz both make the team. Uh, you know, Pache has to make the team, or he's gonna, you know, he's gonna, you know, he's out of options. So what are you gonna do? So there are some big decisions several days, and I always love this time of year. It's a tense time, obviously, for the players that are borderline guys, but. Man, this last week is critical. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this is the – and for the guys who are getting ready, the Jace Petersons, the Aledmas Diaz's, the Seth Browns, it's a big week too because they're getting their rhythm. They're, this is the week they get, get down to business and get ready to, for the season. So it's, it's big. You just mentioned one of the positions without actually mentioning it, but that's still in question, shortstop. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, will will Nick Allen be the starting shortstop? Will it be Aledmas Diaz? You know, you sacrifice a little defense with Diaz, but Diaz, you know – he. He's hitting this spring, and it, will Nick hit enough? We'll we'll have to see. But that's gonna that's a battle. I don't know who's or or, or Allen. We're gonna make the team, but it's just a question of who will get that that opening and play all over the place too. Diaz can play third, second, and short, but uh, I don't know what they're gonna do, Townie. I have no idea who's gonna start on on March 30th against the Angels at shortstop. I'm not gonna mention any of the articles, but everybody's starting to project, and I saw one projection that did not have Connor Capel on it. I'm a big Connor Capel guy. I think yes. you, I think you're nuts if you think Connor Capel is not going to be on the opening roster. Yeah, Capel can flat out hit and you know it just the ball comes off his bat differently, you know. So I he's he's good in the outfield too. I, I don't know how but I if when you look at the roster, I, I Look for roster configuration. I, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to see him on there, but I mean, someone's the odd man out. I, I, it's, it's strange. I, some sometimes I look at the roster and say I can't see Connor Cable making the club, and then I'm like, of course Connor Cable's going to make yeah. the club with that, with that bat. He has to, you know, left-handed bat like that. So I don't know, man. Decisions to be made here very soon. You see Kipe walk by. That was the legendary Glenn Kuiper I'm working with today. There he wow, is. Look at that. Look at Hi, that. Tony. That's called star power, my friends. Right? That is star hey, power. Hey, Tony, I just wanted to say, um, again, this segment that you do with Johnny, I'm hearing from the fans that they love it and wouldn't mind it being extended a little bit. You know what? You you know the funny thing is? They're they're talking we may get an Emmy for this. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And you want to give the fans what they want, right? You have to. It's a must. 
It's not more cowbell. It's more Johnny. Okay. Hey, 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 you know, you know what they also said? They also said they want a regular weekly Glenn Kuyper show. They did say that. Yeah, I have not heard that. that. I have not heard that. They did say that. Yeah, weekly. I have not heard that. Yep. Weekly. Yeah, I got to go. Gotta they- go. <laughs> <laughs> weekly. The Glenn Kuyper show. Absolutely. Same Legend. time every single week. Uh, yeah, what's happening? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's what's you know. It's like it's it's because when you look at right now the outfield, right? You mentioned okay, Pache's going to be there. I think yeah. Pache's got Ramon Laureano's going to be there. Well, that's yeah. two right-handed guys. You got Seth Brown. Where I mean, is it, yeah, it's going to be crazy if all of a sudden he's playing first again and he hasn't played all spring. But that's yeah. where I mean, Capel. How do you not have the left-handed good bat? That's crazy. I know, but and, and you didn't even mention Rooker. Like yeah. Rooker is a guy; he, he's tearing the cover off the ball this year. But, but Rook- he's a right-handed bat. But Rooker's twenty-eight. It's you know. You think Rooker? Rooker may. You're breaking. Up. And he comes up. I I didn't hear anything there. You're breaking up. I said Rooker, maybe Rooker starts in AAA, and then he, then he, you know, he starts the year at AAA and moves up. But I, I don't know. He's been tearing the cover off the ball this spring, Tony. Yeah, I know. But think for me with Rooker, and and it could be a great story, right? But it would be an outlier story that a guy at 28 years old finally figures it out, and we got to have him on the roster. Look, it's, it's it wouldn't be the first time that's happened, and that's a it's a great thing to happen for the A's. I mean, he's a guy they they, they like, and I I, I don't. Way he's hitting, the way the watch his at bats. It's hard to imagine him not breaking camp with the big club. But then I look at the numbers and I'm like, eh, how's he gonna? So I, it's gonna be some borderline calls here at the end, which is exciting but nerve wracking for those guys. And yeah, because that's where I like Capel. Younger has actually done it for us at the big league level. I I I want Capel on another guy to look at that we love. Great guy stunk last year except at the very end he was Barry Bonds Babe Ruth and now having another good spring he is versatile enough to play everywhere in the infield that's Kevin Smith Kevin Smith I knew you were going to say that I agree yeah. and we, we talked about that before like what about Kevin Smith he's as you said deeply he's he's been some big this spring uh, you know and a good he came in from a team trying to make an impression perhaps put a little more to pressure on yourself He's relaxed. He's loose, and I think he's going to have a. I agree. Kevin Smith is is uh, is a really good player, and I'd be surprised if he didn't break camp with the club too. So again, look, what's going to happen? There there are only so many roster spots, so maybe he starts in AAA and comes up. But tough guy to cut for sure. I would say this, and we'll end with this, and it's something that we're going to talk about pretty much every day, every one of these games. We're going to over scrutinize. But the great thing is, Johnny, we have some tough calls. Last year, there was no tough calls. Last year was like, yes. let's find 26 bodies. This year, we actually have tough calls, and that's a good thing. It's a great thing, and that means some of these guys that do start the ball at Las Vegas Ballpark in Summerlin and on the road in the PCL too. So every year, you can have 35, 40, 45 guys. So it's it, I'm excited for Mark. I'm excited for the season to get going. The action uh, and we, uh, pitching, the rotation, we that's not set in either. So we don't know what you know, we got set battling for five or six spots. So that's a thing, too. So we, some decisions to be made for sure. Can you do me a favor today on the broadcast? What do you got? 
mention one time sure. about, about a once a week Glenn Kuyper show. Put him on the spot. Oh, I'm, I'm mentioning it. Oh no, it, I'm mentioning it for sure. Believe me, after the two-two pitch, I'm going to talk about it. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. yeah. They, they, hey, the fan. We put a poll out on A's Cast Live. 100. Yeah. A's fans want a Glenn Kuyper show. See what he says. You have to give the fans what they want, and they want Kipe, right? Watch him back backpedal faster than Michael Jackson. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Have a good call, buddy. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Johnny, Johnny D. Yeah, we got options, right? We got stuff to talk about. We got roster spots. That was a question I was asked the other night. Like, where are the A's looking to go outside the organization? I'm like, I'm th- I think they're pretty set with what they got. They're not like, uh, do you see a trade coming, right? But do you see that they need to make a trade right now? I don't think that's going to happen. No, I think they, 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 they've brought in. They got what they like. Let's see what you got. Uh, if anything, Ramon Laureano would be the guy. If he plays well at some point, could be moved pretty quick. I'm going to put that poll out. No, don't put a poll out. You don't want, you don't want the, what, do you want a, Glenn, a weekly Glenn Kuyper show? Yes. <laughs> that yes. one, yeah. No, don't put it. Okay. All don't right. put it. Out. We, need, we need to ride low until, until – we can't – well, our boss is gone. He's on vacation. We could really do anything we want right now. You want me to ask you a couple Know Your Halos questions? Oh, I uh, – Well, I'll ask you. You're the Angels. I, I, you're the Angels, honk. I, I forgot. But you're the – well – I forgot that. But Johnny's – His internet was kind of spotty. Yes. So we'll, we'll ask Wait, you. Are they in Tempe? Where, I saw the red door behind is them. Is that where There's, they play – and they're playing the Angels at their – Yeah, that that's they play a Tempe? Tempe. Yeah, so the other there. Yeah, because I was looking at the red door going, that's not Ho-Ho Cam. We don't have any red. At yeah. our red. Well, the Arizona State better fix their Wi-Fi. Uh, no, they're at uh, I know, but the, Phoenix Muni. I know, but I'm saying it because of Arizona State being in Tempe. Can't get Wi-Fi, Rally Monkey? Seriously? Can't have good Wi-Fi? You can give me this. You losers. This Otani one Kenobi bobblehead. Go ahead. Give me your know your Angels losers. I am the winningest manager in Angels history. That's Mike Sosha. That's easy. I have the most home runs in Angels history. Don't overthink it. I, I was going to say it's Tim Salmon, but Trout's had to have passed him. It's Mike Trout at 350. But it was Salmon, right? Yes. I have the most strike- Sockeye Salmon, as he was once called. I have the most strikeouts in Angel – pitching strikeouts in Angels history. Nolan Ryan. Correct. Who was the last Angel to win the Cy Young Award? Oh, everyone I asked, no one knew the answer. Last Angel to win the Cy Young Award. Hmm. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Go, go with the next one. I started Game 7 of the 2002 World Series for the Angels versus the Giants. John what? I started Game 7 of the 2002 World Series versus the Giants. John Lackey. That's correct. Wow. Know your Angels. Know your, see, Apparently, you know, Angels you know, honk. You know what I say? Know your enemy. Yeah, know your Halos. All right, who's the Cy Young? Who, now, now, Dean Chance won in 1964. There's one other guy that won since Wait then. a minute. They weren't even an organization. Were they an organization? Or was that true? Were they, when they've been the California Angels? I just want to know the existence of the Angels. This is what I got from MLB.com on their franchise uh, awards winners. 1961. 1961 was so, their yeah, first so year? So, yeah, so 64. So, that makes sense. This guy won in 2005. Former Indian, now, now Guardians. Former A. Bartolo Colon? Bartolo Colon. Barty is the guy. 2005 won the Cy Young. Angels stink. You want to go over how bad the Angels have been? Let's go over how bad the Angels are. Angels stink. How many times have the 
they've been around since what? 1966. Angel Stadium 19, was six, nice. 1961, is what Wikipedia says. 1961. They moved into the uh, Big A in 66. All right. They've been to the playoffs 10 times. Um, not, you A's fans, what did we say, 22 times? 20, 21, I believe. They've been 10 times. Um, they haven't been since 2014. So they're, they've the, they tied for the longest drought with Detroit. 79, 82, 86, 04, 05, 07, 08, 09, 14, and 2. But look at that. They have not one time did they make the playoffs in the 90s. They only made it one time in the 70s where they got their heart ripped out. Uh, they got their heart ripped out in 86. But – Angels never made in the 60s, made it one time in the 70s, two times in the 80s, and zero in the 90s. So from so from A's fans, once again, I know you hate us hearing it, and you go, you guys are a bunch of honks. Fine, we're A's honks. <laughs> You've been to the playoffs way more than almost everybody other than the Yankees and the Cardinals. You bitch for a, for a team that has been in the playoffs as much as we've been in the playoffs, boy, we got a lot of bitching going on. Here's an example, A's fans, from 1966 to 2002. Okay? 1966 to 2002, they made the playoffs three times. Any good? 66 to 02, they only made it three times. How many times did the A's make the playoffs during that time? How many World Series did you win during that time? They made the playoffs three. They had a run under Sosha where they went 02, 04, 05, 7, 8, 9. They had this run that beefed up the numbers a little bit. Literally from 1966 to 2002, the Angels went to the playoffs three times. Okay, I think I counted 13. Let's see if I'm right. Uh, 71, 72. For who? The A's. They were in the playoffs? Yeah. 71, 72, 73, 74, 75, 81, 80. Oh, 14. I've read 81. 80. Huh. 88, 89, 90, 91. 91. I mean, it's not even close. 2000, 2001, 2002. Yeah, so there you go. It's not even, like, like when you listen to people complain, and you know what it is? I think it's a lot of young people who have, they, were, they didn't experience that. Recency bias. We call like that. to them, it's like they don't remember the '80s, like when the A's were the most dominant team. Yeah, here we go. Twenty-one times I made it. Yeah, 71, 72, 73, 74, 75, 81, 88, 89, 90, 92, 2000, 2002. That's the amount of time the A's made the playoffs from 2000 from 1968 till 2002. The Angels from 196 to 2002 made it three times. Oh, and I forgot. Oh, one. one. Yeah. Three times the Angels. Three. Their fan base never sees playoff baseball. Mike Trout's never won a playoff game. Mike Trout's played in three playoff games and not won one. And Shohei Otani's never played. In and playoffs. we complain. Like, we complain. We complain like we've never, like, we never go to the playoffs. You know we play tomorrow. But we have won a World Series. Like, oh, man. You want to know who we play tomorrow? Who? Play the Cubs. Oh, go, yeah. You want to go, wanna go, go the over Cubs? their history again? <laughs> want to go to the Cubs history? Oh, my God. And. That that's that that's the real truth that really starts to piss me off. Wrigley Field wasn't always known as a treasure. They've turned it like Fenway. They were looking to get rid of Wrigley. They were looking to get rid of Fenway. They want Boston wanted, a, but they figured out well, let's just make this this cool treasure old school. But there was a point where they wanted out of both those stadiums. 
Oh, by the way, they're getting three million a year being in last place. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I find some really interesting know your cubbies for Johnny tomorrow. Like, who's the winningest manager? Who's the home run leader for the Cubs? Yeah, Ernie Banks. I would say Ernie, probably Ernie Banks home runs. all time. Sosa in the season. Yeah. What say, else you got? Who'd be the winningest manager? Lou <laughs> uh, Pinella. No, I would go Joe Madden. No, God, no. What about those guys that were winning all the time in the early 1900s? Cap Hansen, 1,282 wins. What year was he? Um, <laughs> hold on. What year was he? Early 1900s. They won a ton. You're talking about Joe Madden. Um, Joe Madden. He was the manager from, oh, come on, 1879 to 1897. I told you. You're uh, bringing up Joe. Joe Madden's probably not even in their top ten. Uh, incorrect. He's fifth. Uh, is he ahead of Don Baylor? Yes. Dusty Baker? Yes. Uh, 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 Don Zimmerman? Yes. He's not even top five. Madden's fifth. Oh, he's fifth. Yeah. Yeah, so he's not close. He was only there for five years. He was only there for five years, and he's fifth. That's how bad they're. <laughs> they're terrible. Uh, you got three Hall of Famers ahead of him: Cap Anson, uh, Frank Chance, and the great Leo DeRocher. Leo DeRocher managed the Cubs. What Seven, year was that? Sixty-six to seventy-two. <laughs> Leo DeRocher would what? never have thought that. Uh, Where's Sweet Lou? Uh, Lou Pinella is ninth. Three hundred sixteen wins. Yeah, isn't it amazing? And I know when it says it pisses A's fans off, but it's like. Do you like? Do any of you pay attention to other organizations? Uh, Rogers Hornsby was the manager from 1930 to. Do 32. you? I mean, do we need to go about how bad some of these are? Do, do, do you realize the the Mariners made the playoffs for the first time since 01? That that is uh, that is correct. Can we're, you we're previewing the Mariners tomorrow. What would we? So what would Ace fans say if they didn't go to the playoffs for 20 years? 20 years. Um, I'll give. I'll do you one better. What about 20 years of not having a winning season? Yeah. At least the Mariners had winning years. Yeah, the uh, the Pirates were under 500 for 20 straight years. Can you, I mean, I, I, I can't imagine that. At least I'm, the Mariners had some 500 years. I, I mean, I'm looking at us. We're in the playoffs constantly. We were just in the playoffs 18, 19, and 20. Before that, 12, 13, 14. Like, I can't even imagine going 20 years without being 20 years. I could be dead in 20 years. It's like we don't go to the playoffs for the next one. I could be dead. Gone. I'll be, if I'm still alive, I'd be almost 55. <laughs> if, and they want, if, I already, yeah. I've, no, I've already done this. I don't want to experience this again in my 20 life. 20 years. I, I, I've already done it. I don't want to experience this. That's what I'm talking about, 20 years. Like, there's teams that don't win for 20 years. And when you win and bitch that you don't win the World Series, like. Could be could be worse. You cannot win a World Series for like, 108 it's years. It's like. You put it in perspective, like, what are you talking about? And you throw in – I'm not even throwing in the outside variables. I'm not even throwing in all the outside stuff. I'm keeping it inside the lines because we could go outside the lines and then that gets to be a whole murky mess. I'm just talking about playoffs, winning baseball, winning seasons, crazy what we talk about and what I can't imagine. What, what do you say if you're the Cubs, if you're the Angels? The White, I mean, the White Sox. Look how bad they- the White Sox have been to the playoffs 11 times in 100 and something years. 
Yeah, I think that's what it was. It's I mean, I think I remember asking you that. It's unbelievable how many times since nineteen oh one they've been in the league for hundred and twenty two years. They've been to the postseason eleven times. They've won three World Series, but they've been in the playoffs three times. And think about what would be said to us. I don't care. This is Oakland. Well, yeah, I get it, Oakland, but you're also you've lost your NBA team, you've lost your NFL team. Let's not be throwing it around. I was curious. The Rays went around for twenty. This is their twenty-fifth year. They have made eight playoff. They made eight times. The White Sox have been playing since nineteen oh one, and they've made it eleven. What was the first year of the Rays? Nineteen ninety-eight. Nineteen ninety-eight. So since the Rays have been around, the A's have made it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. The A's have made the playoffs eleven times since the Rays came into baseball. The Rays have made it eight. Trying to think of who else would be. I'm telling you, the only the only teams that have had more playoff appearances are going to be the Yankees, Cardinals, Cardinals, Boston, maybe. Check Boston. What year are we going from? Uh, I was looking at something. Boston's always been in the postseason. Even when I was a kid, Boston was. Yeah, they, the but they just don't always win. They, uh, they didn't win. They've been around for 122 years, just like the White Sox. They've made it 25 times. Um, they've made the since 2013. The last 10 years, they made the playoffs five times. So I mean, not bad. So, just not talking about our fan base. Are are maybe a lot of fan bases delusional? I think that's fair. Like they're just delusional on their team and how hard it is to get to the playoffs. You know, a good example: the Royals. How about the Tigers? Yeah, they uh, they had the longest drought tie with the Angels right now for postseason. Flip. I mean, the Tigers, you know, the Tigers, when all of a sudden, you know, we're playing the Tigers in the postseason, they probably thought this was going on forever. No more Verlander. No more Scherzer. No more, uh, what's his name? The lefty stinks, Dodgers, big contract. David Price. David Price. Remember all those guys they're throwing at us? Uh, then the right-hander that went to Boston. Oh, uh, Rick Porcello. Rick Porcello. All those want to sign All those guys that were there throwing at us. Yeah. Ti- where are the Tigers now? They made the playoffs in 2014. They also got swept just like the, the Royals did. They haven't been back since. They even sniffed 500. I think about oh, that. Oh, no, sorry. They had they had won 86 games in 2016, but every other they've been under Think 500. about that, A's fans. We had those legendary battles in 12 and 13 with the Tigers. They haven't been back to the playoffs since. We've been back 18, 19, 20. And had a winning year in 21, where the Tigers have had one winning year since 2014. It's incredible. Like, look at the – they have won. It was, they won 86 games in 2016. What was their attendance in 12 and 13? 2012, they got 3 million. 2013, they got 3 million. 2014, they drew 2.9. Then the year they lost the next year, when they – first they missed the playoffs, they drew 2.7. So, um, they only had a one point. What about 1.6 last year? Yeah, but they're putting up – you know what? In modern-day times, the way we present attendance has truly changed, wouldn't you say? Yeah. We've tried to be more accurate. There's a, there, there, there was a lot of funny business over the years with attendance. I mean, they're putting up 3 million. The same time we're playing them in the playoffs, they're putting up 3 million. So I'm saying there's also outside stuff to think about how this team has performed. 
I'm just looking at Kansas City. They haven't been back to the playoffs since they won the World Series. They had an 81 and 81 year, and they've been under 500 every year since they've had two 100 last seasons. Prior to them making to the World Series in 2014, when was the last time they made it? Well, uh-huh. what, what, the last 85. time they won the World, the last time they won the World Series. Yeah, I just, it's I I don't want to sound like a broken record, and I don't want to bother anybody, but man, if you actually just really look into numbers and you look at details and you look, look at the details of what other franchises go through. There's a lot of droughts. It's baseball is a game of a lot of droughts. We're technically not even in a drought. Won 86 games in 21. You've had one bad year last year. Let's see what this year. This year's no one's predicting anything special, but who knows? This is what you're trying to find. You're trying to find players so that what the A's have traditionally done is you're good, then have a couple bad years, then you're good again. These franchises are going good and then bad for 15 20 years. I was looking at the I was looking at the Mariners. 95, 97, 2000, 2001 and then they made it last hey, year. Hey, hey, what you don't want is us having this conversation every year cuz at some point we'll run out of that. We'll run out of that, right? If all of a sudden we don't make the playoffs for 5 6 years, we'll run out of this conversation and then what'll it be? We haven't been to the playoffs in 6 years. So we'll be, "Oh yeah, remember? Remember when you went to the playoffs and you said that wasn't good enough?" Welcome to 10 years of not going. How's it feeling now? You'd be dying for a 12, 13, 14 run or an 18, 19, 20. You'd be dying for that when you don't go to the playoffs for 10 years. It's a long time, man. Trust the process. you got to hope the process is going to be right again. That's why, to me, I, I will – if I'm doing the roster, if Chris Townsend's doing the roster, I will take some chances on players – that I want to see work that helped me in the future. I'm not going for any quick fixes. No quick fixes. I'll take the quick fix, send a AAA, may need them for depth. I'm going for guys that I want to take. I, that's why I say Ryan Noda. I have him play first base. Let him play his way out of it. And if it doesn't work, doesn't work. But I gave it a shot. I was going to say, where's the quick fix perfectly said? Where does that get you in a few years? Nowhere. That guy's gone. That guy's gone. Sorry. Somebody has a good spring training but has no track record, sorry. The odds are you're not going to be that guy. I rather – Christian Pache, you're getting every opportunity. If you play your way out, you play your way out. Ryan Nota, you play your way – and that's where, for me, Ruiz, who I believe in long term, let him go to AAA – and if Pache doesn't work out, Ruiz, you're coming up. Hopefully Ruiz goes down to AAA and puts up numbers. Like Kevin Smith, I want to see it. I got to find out who who are these guys. Like Chase Peterson and, and Lemus Diaz, you signed because you didn't have like a told you, you needed some security, right? They're like security blankets. They're not the future. Yeah, I didn't sure. find. I mean, Kevin Smith. What how old's Kevin Smith? He may not be the future. How old's he? Like 27? twenty twenty five or twenty six. Um. Okay. It always brings up the actor. So I think how old's the actor? Can we use him? Um, no, he's like in his fifties, I think. Kevin Smith is. Before we go, because we're running out of time. Kevin Smith is twenty six. He'll be twenty seven in July. He's gonna be twenty seven. Yeah. So he's not young, right? But you got to find the future. Take chances with future. Quick fixes don't do anything for you in the future, in my opinion. 
All right, coming up next, we got A's baseball. We got A's and the Halos. We'll back tomorrow at 11 o'clock. Who are we previewing? The Mariners. The Mariners. Who are we having on? Ryan Divish from the Seattle Times. Oh, we're talking about the Mariners. Remember, they didn't make the playoffs for 20 years. We'll see everybody tomorrow. Halos and athletics next right here on A's Cast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.